0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Greetings from André Isidoro, NASP, São Paulo, Brasil. It's a really pleasure to have you with us. You are listening to English Sabbath School Podcast, Information and Transformation. Hello, hello there, dear friends. I'm Mo Saina for the English Sabbath School Podcast. Lesson 7 for Sunday. I said Sunday, August 7th. No, 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 Virginia. It's not Augusti. No, it's August. Very good. Seventh. Today's title, The Big Picture. Shall we pray? Oh, Father, we are so grateful for the blessings you give us. Even when we don't understand everything that you're doing for us, you give us hope, we give us faith to trust because you are good. Oh, You are so good to us, way beyond our imagination and our thoughts and dreams. Father, now that we are studying Your Word, guide us with Your Spirit. May we understand a little bit more about Your care, about Your provision for us. And may we, as You bless us, be a blessing to others who still uh, haven't found You or are in need of confirmation of their hope and faith. In Jesus Christ our Lord, Amen. The lesson starts with the following. When we are hurting, it is very easy to presume that what happens to us is the only thing that matters. <laughs> but there is a slightly larger picture than just me. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this, this idea, this, uh, this thought always comes to my mind every time I go to a funeral place uh, when it's, uh, there is grieving and crying, you know. Um, I remember I had this feeling when my parents passed away, uh, not on the same day, praise the Lord for that, but every time that I would go to the funeral, um, I would think, "Ah, uh, here am I uh, crying and suffering so much, and the world is going around about their own businesses and people are doing whatever they keep on doing. Nobody knows about it and nobody cares outside that small circle of people. And the lesson is telling us this, right? We, ha- we cannot miss the big picture. Let us see here, Revelation twelve seven. John the Revelator wrote the following. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. Do you get the big picture here? And also Romans 8, 22. Listen to what Paul wrote. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Oh, mercy, Lord. And we are invited to open our Bible. So come on, move it, move it. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Are you still sleepy, Fabio? Wake up, Fabio. Wake up. Yeah, wake up, wake up. Yes, Let us open our Bibles to Habakkuk chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. What did you say, Virginia? That Habakkuk is not in your Bible? You gotta be kidding me. Of course, it's in the Old Testament. Look it up. You don't know where it is? Look up in the contents page. That's it. Very good. Flip your pages there to Habakkuk chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please. Feel free to use any translation that you prefer. The Prophecy that Habakkuk the Prophet Received The subtitle is Habakkuk's Complaint. How long, Lord, must I call for help but you do not listen? Or cry out to you, violence but you do not save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. Whoa, it sounds like Habakkuk was writing for today's world, isn't it? So what did Habakkuk face? That's the question. What do we face? Uh, And it's interesting that for thousands of years... Mankind hasn't changed a yoda, right? So here we have, what do we face? What did Habakkuk face in his time? Got the idea? You might expect that God would say something like, Huh, that's really terrible, Habakkuk. Let me come and help you immediately. But God's answer is the opposite. He tells Habakkuk that it it is going to get worse. (laughs) Mercy, Lord! Read this in Habakkuk 1, 5 through 11. Yes, listen to what the Lord said. The subtitle is The Lord's Answer. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. I am raising up the Babylonians, that ruthless and impetuous people, who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwellings not their own. They are feared and dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honor. Their horses are swifter than leopards, fiercer than wolves at dusk. Their cavalry gallops headlong. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle swooping to devour. They all come intent on violence. The hordes advance like a desert wind and gather prisoners like sand. They mock kings and scoff at rulers. They laugh at all fortified cities. By building earthen ramps, they capture them. Then they sweep past like the wind and go on. Guilty people whose own strength is their God. Wow! Yes, my friends, forgive me for are using this British accent, but it makes me sound more authoritative. I don't know, or whatever. So, because in the old Hollywood movies, every time that you would hear something in the Bible with authority, uh, a pharaoh, a king, or God himself, he would have a British accent. So, that's why. But anyway, the focus is the, this, that uh, the Lord told Habakkuk what? What did the Lord tell Habakkuk? What did you say, Kaio? Very good, Melinda. Yes, Anna. Very good. Yes, he told uh, Habakkuk that it was going to get worse with the Babylonians. The lesson commenced the following. Israel had been taken into captivity by the Assyrians, but God promises that worse is coming. The Babylonians will now carry away the people of Judah. Habakkuk cries out again in verses 12 through 17 then waits to see what is what God is going to say. Let us see there. They didn't mention it here. They didn't give us a link for that. But let us open our Bibles to Habakkuk chapter 1, verses 12 through 17. I'm reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. Habakkuk 1, 12, 17. Habakkuk's second complaint. Lord, are you not from everlasting? My God, my Holy One, you will never die. You, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. You, my rock, have ordained them to punish. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? You have made people like the fish in the sea, like the sea creatures that have no ruler. The wicked foe pulls all of them up with hooks. He catches them in his net. He gathers them up in his dragnet, and so he rejoices and is glad. Therefore he sacrifices to his net and burns incense to his dragnet. For by his net he lives in luxury and enjoys the choicest food. Is he to keep on emptying his net, destroying nations without mercy? Wow, yes. That's what uh, Habakkuk complained about, right? But the question, the lesson presents is the following. How does God's introduction to the promised destruction of Babylon in Habakkuk 2, verses 2 and 3 bring hope? So how does God bring hope? Let us open our Bibles. Habakkuk, turn one page to Habakkuk chapter 2. Verses 2 and 3. The subtitle is, The Lord's Answer. Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets, so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Okay, so how does God's introduction to the promised destruction of Babylon bring hope? Habakkuk 2 is God's promise of the destruction of the Babylonians. Hebrews 10 quotes Habakkuk 2.3, hinting of a messianic application to this promise in the future. With the same certainty that the destruction of babylon was promised so we also have the certainty of the destruction of babylon the great amen for that praise his name forever and ever and it's quite true right because babylon the greatest empire represented by gold was destroyed came to an end today there are ruins and pieces of that uh, amazing empire spread around the rich countries in the world in museums in germany in the, in in england etc hmm. and this is a, a, a there is an application to the messiah when he returns the final paragraph says habakkuk was trapped between the great evil surrounding him and god's promise of worse to come <laughs> talk about entrapment entrapment yet This is precisely where we find ourselves in salvation history. Great evil is around us, but the Bible predicts that much worse is to come. The key to Habakkuk's survival is that he is brought to see the whole picture. Therefore, in chapter 3, he is able to pray an incredible prayer of praise because of what God will do in the future. Let us check that prayer, huh? Habakkuk 3, 16, 19. Habakkuk 3, verses 16 through 19. I heard and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pan and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. For the director of music, On my stringed instruments. So it became a song. It was a song, right? What does Habakkuk identify as his reasons for hope? What is the hope of God's people? As we, yes, you and I, we wait for the less prophetic scenes to unfold. How can you make this hope your own? Yes, never give up. Keep holding on, right? Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, when we look around the world today, we see heartbreaking, hearts breaking, we see heartache, we see misery, we see destruction, but also we, in you, we, we, and we c- cry, oh Lord, how long? Oh, so many times we, we wish you to come, that you will not hear, that you will not listen and act, but you will at the right time. Oh Father. Give us faith to carry on, to hold on to you, and keep on feeding our hope with the assurance of your salvation. In Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you. Amen. Fantastic lesson this week, my friends. Yes, the big picture, Sunday, August 7th. For more information, please contact us on Facebook and Instagram, Believes Unesp. Yes, I'm asking you once again, tell your friends about our podcast. It is available on any podcast platform. Please rate us with five stars so that more people may discover us. It is free, easy, and people will find about our podcast as well. Thank you, my friends, for listening, for sharing, and for praying with us and for us. Remember, we don't understand everything now, but soon we will hold on to the faith that God has given you.